We told you last week about a campaign called What's the Future? It's all about getting everyday Aussies involved in discussing the big issues facing them and also involved in coming up with real solutions. The campaign runs for four weeks and focuses on four big issues, the energy crisis, the future of work, housing affordability and the future of Australia's children. Now, check it out online if you like, wtf.org.au. You can submit questions to experts on each of those topics and then you can enter a solution, perhaps even win a prize for it. Last week we spoke about the energy crisis and tonight we're going to focus on the future of work. The non-profit group behind this campaign is Australian Futures Project and on the line is the co-founder of the group, Dr Fiona McKenzie. Fiona, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, let's start with topic number one, the energy crisis, which we did discuss last week with the Business Council. Have many people submitted questions and and perhaps solutions? Yes. So we've actually had uh, a whole range of questions. I think in the end we had about 170 answers provided by the experts to a whole range of different questions from everything around is nuclear power viable, you know, what's the will the cost of solar power go down, things around, a lot of uh, questions around batteries, for example, so mm. how do we store power. Um, we had some really good submissions. Um, I think there was actually around 30 or so really solid submissions, so it was quite hard to um, think about, well, which ones potentially would we want to feature or look at, or, you know, we've still got a few more weeks to see what else comes in. But I think the um, some of the really interesting ones there around, you know, ideas, everything from interest-free renewable energy loans for homeowners and tax breaks for landlords, the idea of um, making solar cells on households compulsory. There was one around the idea of why don't, why don't Australia's governments just get together, get together and buy sort of one or two million batteries and make them cheaper, you know, and then do it in bulk. So, I mean, there were some really interesting ones and, and quite a lot of them actually were related to alternative to traditional energy. I think that big concern around price was there. Well, that's interesting that many people are looking at renewables and asking about renewables, but what about gas and coal, which we have in abundance here in Australia? Were there questions about those more traditional sources of energy and perhaps how we can increase supply? There were questions around um, why has it wound down in some cases or why isn't there more investment? And I think, um, and, and listeners can go onto the site to actually see the answers that the experts provided, but there was um, a lot of answers there around, well, what's economically viable and, and, you know, this, I guess, the explanation around companies that are looking to future risk. So that might be a reason why they're not investing. So I think there was the thing I really liked about the questions is I, I felt like people were really wanting to understand what's going on behind the headlines as well. Mm. Fiona, let's move on to uh, this week's topic, the future of work. How worried are Australians about job security and the changing nature of work for future generations? Well, I think it's a little bit concerning that our poll showed that more than half of all Australian workers are worried about job security. So, And one in 10 are worried about robots and automation. Mm. Something like 37% are worried about other technology advancements. And I think the thing that really um, struck me was the fact that of those people who are worried, quite a lot of them are willing to take action to protect their jobs as well. On that note, Australian Futures Project commissioned a Galaxy poll on the issue, asking people what they've done to shore up their employment as robots and artificial intelligence threaten to reduce the human workforce. What were the results of that? So 82% of people in fear of losing their jobs have taken action. Some of it includes things like upskilling or retraining, but others have actually accepted pay cuts or have chosen not to take their leave entitlements in the hope that that protects their jobs. So it is it is a bit of a concern, actually. Fiona, can you tell us what do you think our work will look like uh, in uh, 2020? 
like just in a couple of years from, from now, what will the average uh, business look like? I think what we're finding is there's a growing number of, I guess when I describe work, I'm talking about not just job titles, but how, how work looks for people doing the jobs. And what we're seeing is that it is increasingly switching towards flexible work. By flexible, uh, it's a bit of a euphemism, but it generally means work that may be contract work, um, short-term work, potentially even part-time work. But isn't that a problem? Well, it depends on your point of view. So I think the for a lot of people who are particularly used to having full-time secure work, um, I think it can be quite scary. Mm. Um, whether it's a problem or not, I think it's actually just the reality. So the question is, how do we actually uh, safeguard or, or how do we protect people yeah. who are in flexible jobs? How do we rethink things like superannuation or even workers' rights and things like that. So I, I think it, it, it will be a problem if we don't actually put some thought into it. And that poll you found, I mean, 11% of people have taken a pay cut to shore up their employment. Uh, we've got, as you say, an increasingly, um, oh, I guess, the casualisation of the, of the job market. There has to be a better solution out here. You would think so. And I, I think what's really interesting is that uh, some people are taking that into their own hands. So it might be surprising for listeners to know that uh, senior entrepreneurs, so over 55s, are the fastest growing segment of startups. Mm. So a lot of those people are actually doing that because they want to take control of their career. They're sick of ageism. You know, they're sick of getting turned down and seen as out of date. And so they're actually starting up their own company. These, own these are people in their 50s and 60s that are starting up their own companies. Exactly. And what yeah. fields are they branching into? Or is it all sorts of fields? It's all sorts of fields. So it's, it's a really interesting area. And and like I said, it's not always by choice, but what, what the data is showing that actually a lot more people are doing it for choice. So for lifestyle and again, to take back that control. Mm. So, you know, right across the realm from whether it's financial services or health or consulting, all sorts of areas, which because, is what, really interesting. Well, because what's interesting about what you're saying about these senior entrepreneurs is because you often hear stories of people once they reach 50, as an example, uh, potentially being a target for many businesses to be made redundant. So the fact that they are taking control of their own uh, careers and future, it's a very interesting phenomena that you're talking about. Absolutely. And I mean, there's stories and examples of people experiencing ageism, which, you know, that bias against people being seen as too old even from the age of 45. So I think, mm. for me, the fact people are doing this is showing partly a necessity, but I think it's also showing that, you know, it's never too late to think about career paths um, and taking control. And it's not just, you know, we, we often think about it, it's young people, you know, Silicon Valley, young people doing startups. And in actual fact, in Australia, as I said, the fast-growing segments, actually, um, people over 50. So it's different. Definitely. Now, uh, what's the future's taking questions on this this week on the future of work? Um, I'm guessing that people will want to know how they can ensure they have a job in the future, even with the new technology around, but also how do you acquire the right skills for the future? How do you even know what those skills are going to be in five, ten years' time? Are they the sorts of things that your experts will be answering questions about? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it's often uh, easier to talk about the skills that are needed than the job titles, because I think, like I said, the you know any any job, whether you're a truck driver or you know a librarian or whatever, the job the jobs change all the time. What the role will be? Uh, where where we can have a bit more insight is around well, what are the skills of the future going to be, and what particularly are the skills that are probably least likely to be automated. So artists and programs based from a computer point of view. So things like people talk about complex problem solving. That basically means um, novel rather than routine patterns, so recognising when things are unusual and recognising trends, mm. creativity, 
the ability to manage people and negotiate and coordinate, all those things that are actually not going to be automated are really seen as valuable skills. So I think the point there is whilst we can talk a lot about STEM and IT being the future, it's a great skill to have, but we also need those human skills in order to make ourselves stand out. Well, Fiona, thank you so much for um, running us through some of the ideas and best wishes for week two of the campaign. Thanks very much. That's Dr Fiona McKenzie, co-founder of the Australian Futures Project. Let us know, 131873, how worried are you about the future of work? Maybe you're one of those people who's taken a step already to shore up your role. Well, what I think was interesting, what she said, Nat, is this whole issue of senior entrepreneurs, people over the age of 55 that are deciding to start up their own business to basically protect their careers. I thought that that was interesting, and I'd be interested to hear if any listeners that we've got out there who fit in that over 55 category have gone out and started up their own business. Good point. 131873. If you want to take part in the What's the Future campaign as well, you can ask questions about the future of work or submit your ideas by going to wtf.org.au.